0: The NFL Super Wildcard Weekend Sunday picks and preview for January the 14th edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer to peer social betting platform for US based legal in 40 states head over to cut.com that's dot com. promo code sgpn for a 10 percent deposit bonus and we're also brought to you by the sgpn nfl playoff challenge sponsored by edge boots free to enter and twenty thousand dollars in edge boots deposit bonuses up for grabs enter today at com slash nfl playoff i'm just about that action boss I'm Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Thursday, January the 11th, it is playoff football time. I am Moneyline Mac. He is J-Mark Football, a.k.a. Old Fashioned Football. J-Mark, we made it here. We got the Sunday games on the slate. Unfortunately, they gave us the Cowboys and Packers. Absolutely disgusting matchup, if you ask uh, you and I, but uh, how the hell are you?
1: playoffs you want to talk about the playoffs we're bears and commanders fans we don't know about the playoffs um yeah i mean i'm excited to watch football this weekend i don't know what your weather is like but we got a foot of snow earlier this week we got seven to ten inches on the way and the high on sunday is six below so i'll be inside watching football i mean i have no excuses right i can't go outside honey sorry i gotta stay inside and watch football
0: uh, you can't beat that. I mean, it's too bad you guys aren't hosting a playoff game. This would be a great weekend to see the Bears in the snow one day. Maybe next year, man. Next year is the year. Next year is our year, baby. So, uh, but yeah, we got NFL wild card weekend, and we decided to bring on third man in the box behind the scenes. Everybody part of SGPN knows him from the Big 12 college experience, also from the Ryan and Russ show. That's a That's a good show. Go check it out. He is rambling Rush because he was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family names, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. And he's a diehard New England Patriots fan from that backdrop with the hoodie. He's got a hoodie on himself right now. Rush, what's up, man? I know tough day for you being a diehard Patriots fan.
2: Tough day, but right day. And I think Kraft yeah. and Belichick said it right. This today is a celebration. And I know you gave my intro there, and people are gonna be like, well, why is he a New England fan? I'm actually first generation, in my family not born in New England. My whole dad's side of the family. My grandmother's side is all from Maine. Grandfather's side is all from Boston. Came over in the ships in the 1700s from England. Uh, we own a farm up in Maine. I'm in there all the time. So it's. For, I was already a Patriots fan. My dad gave me no choice being a Boston sports fan before all the championships started winning. I just so happened to be born in the greatest time to be a Boston sports fan. And one of the many reasons is, is the guy behind me, the reason I'm wearing this cutoff hoodie, good old Billy B, Bill Belichick. Amazing run. Can't can't oh, yeah. say oh, enough. Yeah. I'll try to today, but can't say enough great things about just a fantastic coach.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, we're going to pick the games, obviously, because it is playoff weekend. But I'm not sure we've ever seen a 48 hours like this ever where you have arguably the greatest NFL coach of all time uh, stepping down or parting ways. You have the greatest, arguably the greatest college football coach. Last night at happy hour, around five o'clock Eastern, and then in the morning, a guy that's won a national championship in both a national championship and a Super Bowl, and he's one of he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, Pete Carroll, fired. I mean, what the hell is going on? I don't th- I don't remember anything ever like this. I felt like we were obligated to at least touch on each and every one. j Mark, make some sense of this. This is I have you ever seen anything like this?
1: First of all, hold up. Greatest college football coach, Kirk Ferentz, was let go. Uh, Oh, (laughs) not who you meant. (laughs) Um, No, it's crazy. Uh, It it is crazy. It's it opens this whole uh, possibilities of what if. Right. What if what if Saban ends up going here? What if Belichick goes here? What what if Pete Carroll doesn't stay right now? They're saying the Seahawks are saying he's going to stay in his advisor. I don't know if that means that he doesn't want to coach anymore. I mean, Pete Carroll is old. Maybe he doesn't yeah. want to coach. He doesn't want that pressure, but he wants to still be with the organization. I'm not sure exactly there, but um, yeah, I mean, this changes everything. We already kind of touched on the Arthur Smith thing too. I mean, it, it's going to change the outlooks of these teams a lot because all of these teams have pieces all yeah. these teams can go somewhere, and it, I don't know. It's gonna be gonna be interesting. And, and RD Green Bay will not, so don't worry. They might. What <laughs> the Green Bay shocks the world? They
0: might. Uh, well, and a guy that we didn't even touch on too, Mike Vrabel. It, it kind of sounds like Vrabel and Arthur Smith are gonna be a package deal again too, because Arthur Smith is his offensive coordinator in Tennessee. You kind of look at it. We crush Arthur Smith as the head coach. He's a freaking weirdo and he played Desmond Ritter all year. But you look at it from an outside looking in, Vrabel's teams were not the same when Arthur Smith uh, went down to Atlanta for his head coaching job. Rush, what do you think of that? I mean, kind of right back at you where I kind of think Vrabel's going to be your next head coach and potentially Arthur Smith with, with him as the offensive coordinator.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. I would absolutely love that. And, hey, you know, sometimes – when we all get caught up in the NFL season, we, we don't see sometimes what's right in front of us. When Vrabel's wearing that hall of fame jacket sitting next to Robert Kraft, maybe that was, Hey guys, look, this is a preview of things to come all for Vrabel coming to new England, all for Arthur Smith being our offensive coordinator. Um, I guess with Mike Vrabel, I know I was a little surprised too. I thought they would maybe try to get something for him or there would be a little something there for Tennessee that they, an angle they would try to pull. I guess the, the new GM, they I mean, obviously, we know Vrabel was really upset with trading AJ Brown a couple years ago, very frustrated. And yeah, when it comes to draft picks, maybe you get good draft picks in return, but those are just guesses. They're, you know, yeah. sometimes you got to go with the guaranteed thing. And then I guess the the GM also didn't like Vrabel sitting up there with Kraft and that whole Patriots thing, which I think is stupid. I mean, let the guy have his weekend on a bye week. Like he's obviously a he big part there. of that organization. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And won two Super Bowls. Um did that sort of thing just my points real quick on Saban and Carol. And then I know we'll get to the, the main course in bill Belichick. Uh, I think the reason Saban left and he retired, maybe he ends up going into an advisory role. Maybe he goes with Belichick somewhere and Hey, I'll help you out when you need help. I scouted all these college players. I can help you out with your draft personnel. I think he was just done with the NIL and transfer portal. He just made his yeah. career in a totally different college landscape. And for the couple years that it was, I mean, I know he has the name of Alabama behind his back, but You know, and next year too, if you're not a top four team, specifically if you don't win your conference, now you have to win three games to win the Natty. I think Saban realized this was his best chance this past year and it didn't work out and hey, nothing wrong there. And hey, I like that he didn't have to do a Coach K farewell tour. He did it classy and and respectfully and like a gentleman. So we appreciate that. With Pete Carroll, that was definitely a shocker as well. However, from the Seattle side, and I get this, I think there are so many great coaching candidates this year. In years, you know, either in the future, or in the past, where you kind of see maybe one or two, you could be interested in. There's just so many great candidates this year, where Seattle kind of pulled the Belichick mentality of, "Hey, we'd rather be a year or two early than a year or two late." Obviously, Pete Carroll's an older guy, still so young. In you know, age is a number in that terms, but um, I, I, I do, I do get where Seattle's coming from. But if I'm an organization like the Chargers, like your, uh, the skins Ryan, which I'm J Mark. I'm shocked. You called him a commander's fan to start this. Who are the commanders? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, and you kind of need a guy to get that foundation back, get a little stability going. Pete Carroll's your guy could come in two years, really build that foundation back up and, you know, hand it off to the next person there too. So I definitely, Mike Vrabel's, I think the weirdest one for me, but I, I definitely understand the, the Pete Carroll and Nick Saban, um, Decisions there
0: Yeah Well let's give out some predictions Before we, we wrap up and get and get Into the games uh, We'll start Do we all agree Saban's done I kind of think Saban's not going to coach again J Mark
1: Yeah he likely is I mean I think uh, To jump to that NFL level I think somebody's going to have to offer him
2: a hell of a package And yeah. I don't think anybody's going to do that So yeah I think he's done Yeah I, I don't think there's enough money in the world for Saban to even take an NFL job. Yeah. Uh, I think the most Saban will do is maybe like his buddy Belichick, like Belichick be like, Hey, you know, help me help our scouting department with these college guys coming through. Since obviously you know all of them, but that's the most kind of one of those chill retirement
0: jobs, but nothing yeah. more than that. I agree. I, I think he's done Pete Carroll. I think he, I actually could see Pete embracing that kind of advisory role. Like Coughlin did. I can see him being just like a football front office guy like Parcells and uh, and, and Coughlin. J. Mark, how about you?
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, I think based on how they've worded everything and just how they've made that move, that this was more Pete wanting to say, like, I don't want to coach anymore. I want to keep helping you guys, but I don't want to coach. That's yeah. kind of what I took away from it anyways.
2: See, I think the opposite, J. Mark. I think he still right. wants to coach after that press conference. I think – they agreed. He always has that advisory role to fall back on. And that was kind of a keep the peace with the Seattle Seahawks. Because, I mean, of course, he won a Super Bowl there, had a lot of success. But I think the first opportunity he gets to coach again, or even if it's a weird situation where, you know, we saw with Gruden and the Raiders a couple years back where you got a team doing really well and something weird happens with the head coach and you need to find an interim. Pete Carroll would be that perfect like, hey, come fill in the rest of this year, maybe another year type of guy but i think the first opportunity pete carroll gets it being a head coach again i think he's gonna jump at it i'm uh, this may be a long shot i wouldn't be surprised if he gets the Chargers job i really wouldn't um but we'll we'll see i and obviously it's not completely up to pete but i i think given his choice he will coach again
0: yeah i'll be interested to see if anybody gives him a shot at 72 well i mean it's it's going to be interesting uh and then of course uh I think J Mark, did you agree Vrabel to New England? I, I don't think it's going to be Mayo. I think it's going to be Vrabel. He's more proven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they have a tough decision there, but uh, I think that makes the most sense. I think that's the puts them in the best win now mode um, yeah. instead of Mayo building something with him. So, yeah, I think that that makes the most sense. It's a it's kind of a class move too, in in a sense. So, I do like that. By the way, don't skim over the fact that the Bears. Fired Luke Getzey, get that guy out of town. I've been calling for <laughs> that for uh, since I don't know, week three. Yeah. So, um, happy to see that. Uh, we we kept Floose, but we got Getzey out of there. Happy about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, Rush. Uh, yeah, I know you want Vrabel. Do you think that yeah. actually happens? Yeah,
2: right now, apparently, Mayo, according to currents, the, the leading candidate. We'll we'll see how that plays out. I really do hope it is Mike Vrabel, I think, from a cultural standpoint. The only and I think you could keep Mayo still is and actually make him the official defensive coordinator. The advantage I think you have to having Mayo as your head coach is I do think there is something to obviously with him, you know, being African-American with him being black. He might be able to relate to the you know, black players a little more, which I do think has an advantage, especially kind of the turmoil in today's political climate, especially with an election year coming up where they try to divide us more. I'm not trying to go down that road too far but i i do i do think that is something that players can respond to but i don't think that's like an advantage advantage i i I think frable is a coach players will respond to and is a player's coach but that i guess if you're looking to give an advantage to mayo i would say that would be it but I, i i do think you have to give it to mike frable Will Vrabel offer to cut his dick off if the Patriots win the Super Bowl with
0: the coach yeah. like he did with the
1: Titans? That's, that's yeah. the main question. It, it'll yeah. be
0: cool if Vrabel does get that job, if he can be the first ever player and coach in the same organization to ever win a Super Bowl. I do think the Patriots are in for about 20 years of misery, though. It, it's got to even out a little bit. You guys deserve <laughs> to fucking lose for a long, long time like J-Mark and I have. <laughs>
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised if things go quiet here for the next five to 10 years where, you know, they yeah. occasionally pop off for, for a run, but obviously with the way the AFC East is now, it, it's going to be tough. It's so, Hey, I mean, it was, it was the greatest 20 years you, you could ask for, if it's going to be a quiet, you know, next yeah.
0: five to 10, I mean, you can't really complain about that. <laughs> so no doubt. it's all good. Well, uh, real quick before we talk about where we think Bill Belichick will be coaching, we got to talk about the SGPN Playoff Challenge because we're proud to announce the SGPN Playoff Challenge. Edge Boost is the first bet now later provider that enables you to double down on your bet with the Sportsbook or DFS site with no interest. The contest is a bankroll style and you can start with 10,000 virtual units at the end of the playoffs. The bankroll will credit into higher advanced limits from Edge Boost. Winners get top three a deposit from Edgeboost up to $2,500, no interest and in fees, 25, uh, sorry, top 25, deposit match up to $100, $500, sportsgillbypodcast.com slash NFL player to enter sportsgillbypodcast.com slash NFL playoff. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting par- partner for the NFL playoffs. And it's bringing you an elite offer with the electric playoffs. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the hall, or sorry, download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook uh, now and use the code SGPA. New customers can bet just five bucks and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKingsSportsbook.com with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling? If you got a gambling problem, please call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www100 100gambler.net in New York. Call 878hope.ny or text NY 46369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Uh, call 8887 89777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino in Kansas. 21 age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 160 hours after insurance. See draftkings.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and re- responsible gaming resources. We're also brought to you by game time. Game time's here. Hey, you know what, man? NFL playoffs are here. You probably want to get over there to uh, these games. You want to go freeze your ass off and and, and Buffalo for the Steeler game, or you want to go to that filthy Jerry world for the Packer game. Well, if you're going to get over to game time for the lowest uh, price guaranteed event cancellation, protection, job loss protection. It's the best man. They, they snag it. Uh, they send you tickets right to your phone. So you know exactly where you're sitting. Perfect for the playoffs. Download the game time app, create an account code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase terms. Apply again, create an account redeem code CFBX for $20 off download the game time app and last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed game time. All right. We are back on the NFL gambling podcast. God damn. We are getting paid because those ads are getting longer and longer, baby. Uh, <laughs> All right, Bill Belichick, let's let's get back uh, to the initial uh, topic here. Bill Belichick, where is he coaching next year? Because he's definitely going to be coaching. There's no way he doesn't get a job. I'd be fucking shocked. Openings right now, Seattle, um, L.A., Tennessee, Washington, uh, Atlanta, New England obviously is open, but he's not going to New England. My, I'm gonna go. You know, I, I've gone back and forth. I've given out both possibilities, and I know uh, we we both kind of agree these are the top two. I'm gonna go L.A. and I know it's Mahomes' division, but I, he walks into a good situation, a talented defense. He'll get him to play hard. Josh McDaniel, obviously, Josh McDaniel's is going to be a package deal as well wherever he goes. McDaniel's, yes, like Arthur Smith, sucks as a head coach, but great offensive coordinator. I think if he gets uh, McDaniels with him in L.A., that I think they could win a Super Bowl there. I think that's the most Super Bowl-ready roster right now, despite the division. J. Mark, your official prediction for Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've already kind of thrown out two teams that we were, we were all leaning, all three of us. It, it, and honestly, I could see either. I think it's L.A. too, uh, just because of the experience. I think there's more veterans on the Chargers that are going to attract him a little bit more. But, I mean, it's hard to disagree with Atlanta too just because Bill Belichick steps into that division and he wins it probably, what, the next three, four, maybe five years because he's got a young team, talented defense, a lot of offensive playmakers. They do need a new quarterback, but that's easy to solve in uh, either the free agency or the draft. There's a lot of good quarterbacks coming in the draft, and that division sucks. So, I mean, if he steps in as the coach, they – basically are in the playoffs the next five years at least and maybe he wants that to uh, add to the legacy add to the wins um but i do i do kind of like uh the chargers angle uh the most i think it makes a lot of sense but i could see both
2: sides of it I'll, i'll turn it over to the expert here rush where's he going but before i answer this may i just say a couple things about belichick Yes. I, do you mind if Absolutely. I set yes, out my the floor soap is box? Yours. <laughs> Just my soapbox, just for one quick second. I've been I've yeah. been waiting for this for a little while. First <laughs> off and foremost, before we get to Belichick, Robert Kraft is a class act. The way they went out with it, the way he did the press conference, just couldn't ask for a better NFL owner. Just makes the Patriots job a great destination for whoever ends up there. Uh second. To settle this Brady versus Belichick debate, even Brady's out there saying he was the greatest coach ever for 15 years, basically until that comeback in the Atlanta Super Bowl. I had to hear about how Brady's being a system quarterback. Now that those same people in the media are telling me that Brady was the one to do this 20-year dynasty. So just ridiculousness. It's it's That's what happens when you have the greatest coach and the greatest player of all time. You get the perfect storm. You get six Super Bowls. You go to nine and you get a million AFC championships in a row like that. Um, in terms of Belichick, I mean, there's Belichick, the GM. I know there's a lot of questions there. We're talking about Belichick, the coach here. I know it was a dumb decision that, uh, last year to make Matt Patricia, your offensive coordinator, but that decision aside, the fact that they went eight and nine and were basically in it all year. is actually pretty remarkable. Let's it, yeah. don't want to say that there. Another great coaching job he did was with Cam Newton. That team normally was a three-win team. All his players opted out because uh, of the COVID year, and the fact what they went seven and nine. It was before the seventeen-game schedule. I mean, that was an incredible jo- coaching job, and especially the Matt Castle year uh, as well, going eleven and five there. So, first off, split Brady aside, three excellent coaching years. You know, for all that there, of course, there was the Mac Jones year when they had. Uh, Josh McDaniels as well, and this last year the defense was still firing, even with Judon being out, even with Christian Gonzalez being hurt. Um, obviously, offense was an absolute clunker. Yeah, maybe you can blame Belichick, the GM, on, on that one. Uh, but I mean, when you look back at the, I know we talked about this. I know they got crushed by the Saints, but most of these games they were in it. We're talking yeah. about a ton of one possession games that just didn't go their way, and to finally have your you know, your four year win. Uh, Like it happens. It finally happened to us. It only took till the year 2000 when they only won five games with Drew Bledsoe. So like, come on, let's put this all in perspective here. Excellent coach, the greatest coach of all time. Just, and you, it's just, it's not even debatable. The media members, you know how it is. They'll try to stir stuff up. They'll try to make it all about Brady. But when you have everyone else in the world, including Tom Brady saying he's the greatest coach ever, stop stop trying to stir bullshit up. He's going to pass. Not only is he going for the all-time record, Against Shula, obviously, I think he's trying to pass his regular season record, too. He can't stand Shula. Obviously, Shula wanted to make him out to be this cheater. Obviously, the success still continued after Spygate, which, similar to this Michigan thing here, everyone else was doing. The only reason it happened was because Eric Mangini, his old assistant, is coaching the Jets and wanted to find an advantage and put him down. Obviously, that didn't work. And now Eric Mangini comes on Fox Sports every day and sucks Belichick's dick. So we know how that ended up. (laughs) And then, obviously, Deflategate. We we know what happened there. So yeah, that that game when they fixed the balls by the second half. Oh yeah, it lost the by Colts. 40. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Andrew Luck was really. I mean, come on, like come on. But anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. I just wanted to set the record straight on that. Um, incredible coach. I think he's going to Atlanta. I think it makes the most sense in the world. I think he's an East Coast guy. Uh, I I know that they're I guess a quarterback away. I think you bring Josh McDaniels down there. I actually. I, I had this idea. Maybe you keep Heineke as a backup, bring over like a Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew. I think it'd be good. You draft a young quarterback as well. See kind of how that plays out in training camp. You get that defense firing. You have weapons in Atlanta. You play the NFC. So you're at least the four seed every year. Panthers, <laughs> They're there. You're playing the Panthers, the Dennis yeah. Allen Saints and the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are going to regress a little bit. Uh, he's afraid of the powerhouse Panthers. Yeah. So scary. <laughs> those powerhouse Panthers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I I really like him for Atlanta stays on the East coast. I know I am sure he'll still keep his house in Nantucket and obviously Atlanta too. I, I mean, I don't know how much this plays into it being the biggest airport in the world can easily, you know, straight shot up in the Boston or wherever his family is. Obviously he's an East coast guy. I think when I really think this through and even my guts telling me, I think he ends up with the Falcons that way he can kind of chill in the NFC South. Doesn't have to really worry about playing the Patriots I'd rather be in the NFC anyway. I know the NFC outperformed the AFC this year, but also Joe Burrow was hurt. Herbert, you know, obviously had Staley there. I, the AFC is still so much better. The Chiefs kind of took a step back. The Bills were a little off this year too. I'd rather be in the NFC. I know you have the 49ers and who knows what's going to happen with the Eagles and, and Cowboys and stuff too, but if, I'm going to Atlanta with all that I know.
0: All right. I like it. I like it. And, uh, I uh, one other note, and I, I know we all we talked about this. We all agree, and then we'll get to the games. Keep an eye out for if there's an upset, though. I mean, Dallas, if they somehow lose to Green Bay, McCarthy's probably going to be gone. Even if they don't get to the NFC Championship, he might be gone. Keep an eye on Buffalo. I know that they're they're hot right now, but if they choke again, they may say we're not it's, we're not getting it done with McDermott. Let's bring somebody else in. So those are two Eagles. I think Philly. Yeah. yeah, Sirianni. Matt I Patricia's mean,
2: already there waiting for him yeah. with open
0: arms. Sir- Sirianni's <laughs> lost the locker room rumors. I mean, just keep an eye out for the teams that could potentially fire their coaches, like, surprisingly, after the playoffs. I do like, uh, I don't know who said in the chat. Oh, uh, always fresh, never soggy. I like Dan, I think Dan Quinn might go back to Seattle. He was Pete Carroll's defensive coordinator. That seems like that Ooh. could be a good fit there. So I like all there, but, uh all right that's enough talking about coaches let's get to the three playoff games speaking of those bills we'll start in actually we first off we got to talk about cut cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's based in us with legal in all 40 states play head-to-head social betting is now better way bet directly with your friends sports politics pop culture it has everything uh peer to peer social betting platform legal in all states head over to cut.com that's kutt.com promo code S G P N for 10% de- deposit bonus and yeah that's cut we're also brought to you by prize picks you guys know prize picks all year you stack winners on top of winners to get a bigger payout j mark you got anything queued up for uh, for this weekend baby ready to get down on some action
1: yeah, I'll roll through these quick. Uh, Nico Collins, more than 76 and a half receiving yards. James Cook, more than 66 and a half rush yards. Mike Evans, surprisingly less than 68 and a half receiving yards. I think they really work on covering him. And that means the work goes to Chris Godwin, more than 79 and a half receiving yards. And then Kyron Williams, more than 82 and a half rush yards.
0: You heard the man. Get over there and get down on that uh, prize picks, stack them right there uh slash SGPN code SGPN to give first deposit matchup to $100 pricepicks.com slash SGPN code SGPN pricepicks daily sports made easy all right let's go time to freaking get into this deal the Pittsburgh Steelers winners of three in a row Mike Tomlin rah rah Mike Tomlin going to Buffalo it's going to be freaking the frozen tundra the frozen tundra is a nice way of putting it what's game time temperature seven degrees and it's a daytime game playoff football is so back in buffalo bills obviously won five in a row out of the bye watts banged up watts not gonna play correct there, there's not a random report that just came out that watts gonna play i don't no, think there's any out. way he plays he's um out. i know buffalo just got came off an emotional win short week and away with the with the travel from miami i i and, and Pittsburgh played on Saturday, but you remember when they played last year in Buffalo in the, in the regular season, uh, Buffalo won by like 38 to 10. I kind of, I think this is a route. I, I, I don't see a single matchup that Pittsburgh has an advantage over in Buffalo uh, against Buffalo. I think Buffalo's defense is playing better. I don't see how Pittsburgh moves a ball in the cold uh, with Mason Rudolph. I think they're going to stack the box, make him beat him over the top. I don't think he could do it in seven degrees. I could see them shutting out Pittsburgh. I really could. I, I I think Pittsburgh struggled to score all day and it's a battlefield position and then the Bills juggernaut offense just wears them down and uh and waves in the second half. Give me the Bills somewhere in that range of 28 to 3. That's I'll go 28-3. I think it's going to be a blowout. Jay Mark, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, so I mentioned to you guys before we started the pod that I did an article on Super Bowl futures and making a case for every team, and the Steelers were the hardest team I had um, because how can you make a case? They they don't move the ball well in the air. They don't move it well on the ground. Their defense was hit and miss, but it's certainly a different defense without T.J. Watt. I know Minka Fitzpatrick is supposed to be back, but I don't think that makes up for the loss that the pressure Watt puts on the offensive line. The Bills scare me a little bit in the fact that I could see this being a really low scoring game. I don't think they lose the game by any means, but because of the weather, the temp, I could see this being low scoring. They're one and six in the last seven as seven point favorites or more. They're 0 and seven in the last seven as 10 point favorites or more. That part of it scares me. However, there it seems like wild card, the super wild card weekend, right? There's always one game that's a complete blowout. And you point point, you say, that's why that team yeah. shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah. That team to me is the Steelers. So it, as much as it does scare me, as much as the Bills haven't been able to cover these big numbers, I do think they have a huge head of steam coming in here. And the Steelers should not be here, unfortunately. Shout out to Mike Tomlin for getting it done again. But uh, yeah, give me the Bills to crush them. I won't I won't say 38-10 or whatever. I'll say they win by 14, but still cover that 10 points. Yeah.
0: How about you, Russ? I'll, I'll go to a 24-3. That's official prediction. Okay. It, it's it's score 24-3. 24-3. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 10 win Tomlin does it again.
0: Does it <laughs> yeah? Again.
2: Uh yeah, this is this game. You you I think you said this earlier in the week, Ryan. Kind of reminds me, uh, being that Patriots fan of the Mac Jones uh Patriots Bills <laughs> yeah. game. And that was Ooh. a yeah, I've already put a lot of money on this game. This is the game I feel most confident about, and i well. I've already put it down, so hopefully, no more time to overthink it. And I feel like everyone in the world's going to be on uh, Buffalo. I'm actually surprised this line hasn't gone to ten and a half. It went from nine and a half to ten, but I still feel good with the ten points. I got a little bit of it. I did a couple bets. The first one I did was at nine and a half. Yeah, I I don't I don't see. I think the Steelers. I think they're the team that. And we've seen this in the past. They do everything they can to get into the playoffs, and then once you're in the playoffs, it just they're just out of steam, they're out of gas, and it's it's just over. And the Bills, they're they're the hottest team in the world right now. And I think the thing you have to look out for or be concerned about Buffalo wise is Kansas City does play the night before, so they'll and which mo- will might most likely beat Miami in Kansas City. Uh, so hopefully the Bills don't look ahead, but I I don't think they will. I'll go. I'll go 34 to 10. Maybe Pittsburgh has a last uh, you know, minute touchdown to you know, when they're playing prevent defense. I, yeah. I think the Bills should take care of this pretty handily. Obviously, without TJ Watt, I think the Mason Rudolph look kind of starts to run out, but I do think there'll be whispers for him maybe being QB1 next year or at least being in a good position to be a great backup quarterback, kind of like the Heineke type. So yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I'm going to Bills. I'm going to take the 10 points and I feel pretty good about it.
0: Over-unders at 36 and a half. Um, I know we don't do totals, but since we only only three games, I'll go under. I, I mean, I said 24-3. J. Mark,
1: you uh, kind of yeah, sounded
0: like you are on the under too.
1: Well, yeah, I am on the under. I think the Bills win by 14, but I just think this is a low, low-scoring game. I'll go uh, – let's go 17-3 as my official prediction.
2: I'll go over. I, I think the Bills have the case to cover – the over-under by themselves. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be on the the under as well. So I'll, I'll be a little cute there. I'll take the over. I, I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be cold. I tried to look it up. It doesn't. Is there going to be any precipitation? Is there going to be any I, snow? No, I think it's just I, windy and nine pretty, degrees.
0: It's, it's windy it's, and nine it, degrees. It's going to be fucking cold. Yeah. I, uh, let, all right, so we're, we all think the Bills, it's a good spot. Make the case for why the Steelers could shock the world. I guess the only angle is if Josh Allen has one of those fucked up games like he did last year against Miami, where he fumbles six, he throws a pick six, and then their assholes get tight. And, and, and Tomlin's got some voodoo magic that they get every bounce. I guess that's the only case where I could see them winning and, and pulling off a stunner. Um, Jay Mark, do you have another angle? Do, do you have a matchup that you think that they could expose? I don't see it, man.
1: Um, yeah, not exactly. I mean, we love Tomlin as a dog. We prefer him as a home dog, but we love him as a dog. Uh, he's feisty, and the team is feisty. And Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, they started the year with Najee not looking good, looking like Jalen should be getting more carries than he was. I really feel like they've started to complement each other very well. Najee's been running a lot harder. Jalen Warren gets involved running and catching. So I think they've complemented. Maybe they can control this game on the ground, slow the keep Josh Allen and that offense off the field, force Josh Allen into some mistakes. Minka Fitzpatrick with a pick six, and it comes down to a field goal game and Steelers win it at the end. I don't know. That's, that's just me making a case to, I think it'll happen. No, but uh, that's how you do it, right? You keep Josh Allen and that offense off the field. You control the game on the ground. You keep it low scoring and uh, Tomlin pulls some magic out.
0: Yeah.
2: There's a lot of whispers saying that Tomlin may pull a Sean Payton and go to the media next year. Uh, and with that case, maybe Tomlin does one of this guys. This is my last game as a Steeler or m- maybe last game as a Steeler. Just give me all you have. And it just is enough to get the spark going. But, uh, the bills look ahead to Kansas city. And like you said, a lot of magic has to, has to be at play here. And by the way, quick side note, if that does happen, actually, I, I could see Pete Carroll going to the Steelers, but anyway, uh, that we'll we'll leave that conversation back, uh, where we left it there. That's but a lot of teams. <laughs> I, I, I could I could even see this is the Bills and Steelers going into halftime and the Steelers leading like three nothing or ten to seven or some weird thing like that, and then the Bills just come out and just score thirty points in a row. So even even if they go in like a really tight they may be tight for the first half i don't see them being tight the whole game like uh, even if they go in at halftime and this game's really close i'm still confident in the 10 points i, I would even double down then
0: it, it uh it could be like that Chiefs steelers game a couple years ago last time steelers were in the playoffs where yeah where the steelers they got, they, were up
2: like seven nothing or yeah and, then, yeah, and yeah. then the
0: avalanche just came came undone in big ben's last game so all right, across the board, we are on the nobody circles wagons like those goddamn Buffalo Bills. Uh, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines, research, all sports at the NFL, NBA, and historical data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame Bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets or visit HOFBets.com. Code SUPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Game number two in the slate, 430. The Dallas Cowgirls are going to be laying seven against the Red Hawk Green Bay Packers. Over-under set at 50.5. So this is uh, the first of two narrative games that we're going to have Mike McCarthy taking on his former team man um I want the Packers to win so bad but I just Dallas is a freaking juggernaut in that building they just on that on that turf they, they they're so much faster I don't think it's Dallas choke time yet I I don't I and and I know the Packers have had their number but that was Aaron Rodgers who was playing quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, always got up for the Dallas game. He played his ass off every time against Dallas. The famous throw in the, what, 2016 divisional round where Dallas was the one seed, and he makes that th- roll into his left down the sideline. I just don't see how the Packers defensively can hold up uh, against this Dallas juggernaut offense. I think that, I think it's going to be blowout number two here. I'm going to lay it with Dallas. Um uh, I think Jordan Love this is his first playoff game, and he's got to go against that Dallas front. I can't get behind that. I, it's been a great fucking year for the Packers. Um, just, just like, uh, just like the Steelers. These two teams are happy to be there, but we've seen with these seven seeds since they expanded the playoffs. They usually get fucking house. So, because they're the seven seed for a reason. Give me – I'll lay it with Dallas. I think they route them here. Let's go. 34 17 34 17
1: for me on this one. I got a couple things to address with what you said there. First of all, Aaron Rodgers has been suspended from the Pat McAfee show. I'd like <laughs> to move that he's suspended from ours as well. We cannot mention him anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about that guy. Uh he was
0: on there today. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I missed that. He's talking about Belichick on Pat McAfee today. I go, I thought he was suspended. Right. He was back. <laughs> Go Um, ahead, he's in the wilderness again, by the way he's Second, I'm going to have to reach
1: out to Moonoff for a a new podcast uh, Co-host after he said You want the Packers to win No, we don't (laughs) want the Packers to win Get out of here And third, fuck the Packers I I have a gross feeling This ends in a push Just somehow a garbage time touchdown Packers score to pull within seven But uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys are too much Now, Packers Pass defense is decent, so maybe they can slow down C.D. Lamb and uh, and make the Cowboys have success on the ground with Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle, but I just don't see it happening. I do think the offensive line outperforms Packers' defensive line. They control the whole game. They control the narrative of the game. They can run on them. They can pass on them, and I think the defense makes it tough for the Packers. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys to cover. Um, gosh, I'm going to go 35
2: to twenty. So the NFL did a great job with the script this year, didn't it? These <laughs> yeah. super wildcard matchups are awesome. Yeah. And I actually, we'll, we'll talk about because we got a couple more picks left. Uh, I, I think it's set up to be a great script for the divisional round as well, the way things are going to play out. Uh, for this game specifically, and J-Mark's not going to be too happy with me, my wife is a diehard Packers fan. I bought her ownership one year for Christmas. I've been to Lambeau Field. <laughs> Beautiful. Place all that week four uh Bailey Zappy game, Patriots versus Packers there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> He's ready and now I may off. never and now I'm never maybe on this show again. <laughs> but uh nonetheless, I, I guess this line just got bet down to seven. Uh yes. this hook scared me when this was seven and a half, but now that it's seven, I probably agree with you guys that it's gonna be more that you know, maybe low 30s to high teens low 20s i i i would agree i think everyone in the world is kind of for the shocker of the the packers because usually right there is that one during wildcard weekend where no one saw coming but it seems like the media's kind of been talking it into existence and it's usually not that one um i'm with you guys i'll probably go with the cowboys covering they are at home packers i mean just to be here that what the youngest team in playoff history Um, I will say if we're going to do the make the case for the Packers, I mean, I think they're all finally healthy, whatever healthy is this time of year. I think Musgraves is coming back. I'm pretty sure they have both running backs, too, which you rarely see A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones together in the same game. It feels like you either have one or the other. I will be cheering for the Packers. I do hope this pick is wrong, but I am with you guys. Uh, I do think the Cowboys are going to cover this game.
0: All right, so we've we've just laid chalk all over the board so far with the Bills and fucking Cowboys. Uh, Russ kind of laid out the case. I think the the other thing, the Cowboys being the Cowboys in big moments. That's the other angle, I guess. Why maybe they maybe McCarthy pukes all over himself because he's playing the Packers. It's personal. Uh, J Mark, you got an angle where the Packers win? I know you don't want to talk about it, but
1: yeah, I do though. Um, like I said, Packers passing defense pretty decent so maybe they can slow CD Lamb make the the Cowboys run the game and uh Aaron Jones has looked great since he came back from injury since he was fully healthy he's led the league in rushing yards and that includes against the uh the number 1 rush defense in the NFL the Chicago Bears he cut us up so badly um and it's the fucking Packers they always seem to pull shit out of their ass whether it's whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, now I'm sick of it, but it happens. So <laughs> yeah. you know, it, maybe it happens again. I I still uh, I don't want to talk about it and speak it into existence. So let's go Cowboys. Not a Cowboys fan, but let's
2: go Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you want? Know fuck it. I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go. I think Dallas still wins, but I'm I'm going to take the points. With Green Bay, let's have some fun here, boys. Especially, you you know, a little, little we'll, different. We'll, yeah, we'll be together this weekend anyway, Ryan. You'll be around my wife that you can't go anywhere within uh, uh, a three three foot uh, radius Uh when a Packers game's on. I'm better to deal with when the Patriots <laughs> are on, believe it or not, and she will admit to that. So, anyway, um, you know, happy wife, happy life, as they like to say. So, I I, I kind of need the Packers to do. I'll wear cheesehead this week. Let's go. There's you know. some. Still... We're, we'll send Mark pictures and everything. But I mean let's see. I mean, we, I we've only complain. seen Aaron Rodgers play dominate the Cowboys in with Green Bay in yeah. recent history. Let's see what Jordan Love's capable of. I mean, Is it? hey, Green Bay shouldn't even be here when you sometimes yeah. play like you have nothing to lose and just fuck it, let it rip. Good things can happen. So I will take, I do think the Cowboys, because I'll explain the script. I think the NFL's going for next. But I do
0: I'll go, I'll
2: go with the Packers at least covering. So we'll mix it up a little bit.
0: I like it. Ironically, I think I think the Cowboys own Favre. I th- and then I think Rodgers owned the. Co- I know Rodgers owned the Cowboys, especially at the end. I think they owned yeah. Favre, um, but yeah. Anyway, well, the we'll '90s we'll, Cowboys—they
2: we'll, we'll, owned like yeah, everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, thank God I wasn't like older than <laughs> that. And I could be young. I could just be in the past. All right, final game. This is probably the game of the weekend, to be honest. I I would say I think everybody's got this one circled. Mm-hmm. Sunday night football on NBC has got the LA Rams and the Detroit Lions golf Stafford the trade two years ago it, it, it really is remarkable how this whole trade is like come full circle like they they kick off out he got him to a super bowl belichick crafts up a masterful game plan people forget about that brady didn't do anything in that super bowl that was all belichick dominating sean McVay 13 to 3 or whatever the fuck it ended up uh so they, they get rid of golf. They, they think golf's a problem. Stafford comes in. They win the Super Bowl. Obviously, Stafford hurt, banged up this year. They catch lightning when he's healthy. Cups back. Nakua, Aaron Donald. Kind of get the vibes of maybe one last run for this group because I, I know that McVeigh's teased that media as well. Then you got the Lions. Historical year. Fan base is so uh, ramped up. Michigan just won the national title in football. They got golf. They got the reject. They built it up uh th- through the draft. And and their homeboy, hometown boy is coming back, man. Stafford, who's there for 10 years, greatest quarterback in their franchise history. I mean, part of part of the Lions fan base is rooting for Matt Stafford on Sunday, ironically. I was talking to Noah about it. I think this is going to be an unbelievable game. I think I don't I've seen people think that the Rams are going to drill them. I completely disagree. I the Lions are a nightmare matchup. I mean, sorry, a matchup nightmare. I got my words mixed up. Matchup <laughs> nightmare. Offensively, they got so I know they don't have Laporta, but they still got guys on the outside. Gibbs is a freak. I think everybody's on loves the Rams this week. I think the Lions are going to shock everybody a little bit here. I think the Lions are going to come out and get this done, and they're going to win by a touchdown. I like the Lions on that fast turf in, in that in that dome, man. They they play better. Dan Campbell, all of a sudden, he's basically an underdog, another laying three, but he's going to use that. Everybody's on the Rams. Stafford's going to come in here, kick your ass. i like Dan Campbell to rile these boys up this weekend and get it done and go to Dallas next week uh, in a rematch of that uh, two-point conversion controversy. Give me the Lions. Over-under's got to be high as hell in this game. Fifth, only 51 and a half. I'm actually surprised. Give me the Lions. They get it done. 2720
1: Lions roar <laughs> Oh my gosh what am I supposed to do with you Um oh you're going <laughs> to be for the <laughs> Packers taking the Lions. the Lions Yeah Um I will tell you in the mid I I agree I've seen a lot of the money coming in on the Rams but in the Midwest I've seen a lot of people saying that Lions are going to crush the Rams I I think a lot of people forget that this team It was a Super Bowl team just two years ago, but you forget it because they, the Rams were so bad last year after Stafford got hurt. He's healthy now. They have a better running back in Kyron Williams than they did two years ago. Cooper Cup is healthy. Puka Nakua is amazing, and I think he's an upgrade over Robert Woods who, who helped them. And, you know, they just have the experience. I'm, I'm going all to the experience here. Matt Stafford has been here before. Aaron Donald has been here before. Those are two guys that they're going to keep their units calm. They're going to keep their units in it, even if they fall behind. Whereas I think the Lions, they got a lot of hype right there. Got a lot of energy, but I think it starts to turn into a little bit of nervous energy because they are a young team. It is a young coach. I know Dan Campbell is the knee biter. I know he's experienced in these situations, not as a head coach, but he's experienced in these situations. But I think it's going to be too much for him. I think they've had too good of a year. They've exceeded expectations. They should pat themselves on the back. They did have a great year. It started last year. You know, we talked about it last year on the pod, how they started putting all these wins in a row and that they were going to be a problem. Um, but I, I like the Rams to win this game. I, 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 The Rams are actually kind of my dark horse Super Bowl team because they are getting a little slept on in, in this uh, 49ers and Ravens being the best teams. The Rams, when healthy, are a hell of a team. They are a hell of a team. So I'm going to take them. Let's go 34 to 31. They win on a field goal right at the end. Jared Goff gets one more chance, but he throws a pick, and it ends the game.
0: Oh God, that, that'd be heartbreaking.
1: <laughs> and I will love it. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you will love it. <laughs> I will.
1: 100% right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So as we talked about earlier, the NFL did a fantastic job of writing the script in these matchups for super wildcard weekend. And even, even something with the Steelers bill bills game, you got the William and Mary bowl, McDermott and uh, Tomlin, both Yeah. Uh, for William and Mary there. So And so it made me think, what does the NFL, because I think you sometimes have to step back and what does the NFL want? And I did that earlier this week and I thought the NFL would want Kansas City versus Buffalo, Baltimore versus Cleveland, divisional matchup, Dallas versus Philly, San Francisco versus the Rams. And, you know, we started this show, I was kind of on that, that, that point. And then Ryan kind of started talking about, you know, everyone in the world's on Detroit. And I thought about it more. Does the NFL, you know, really want this? The Rams just kind of won their Super Bowl. They had a very mediocre parade. There's not really a lot of L.A. Rams fans out there. And that was such a great game, the Dallas-Detroit game. And Detroit, you know, deserves to go in there and try to get some revenge. I'm taking – I'm going to take the – what am I going to say? I'm going to take the Rams with the spread. But I do think the Lions win in a walk-off field goal either by a point or two. And I think what you're going to end up having is that Dallas – Detroit rematch and then you'll have Philly uh going to San Francisco cuz you'll still have you'll still have a lot of those matchups in there better fan base. I'm going to keep with my AFC predictions in those matchups. But yeah, I I think I think Rams cover Lions win. Just just for the record on uh the splits here cuz we've been t-
1: kind of talking about the who the money is on. Uh 54% of the money is on the Bills, 45% uh of the bets on the spread that is. Packers, Cowboys split 50-50 on the money. Fifty-five yeah. percent of the bets mm-hmm. on the Cowboys, and then the Rams, seventy-seven percent of the money, sixty percent of the bets
2: mm-hmm. on the Rams to cover. Yep, that doesn't like they don't like the
0: bit. Lions, baby. Uh, Everyone in
2: yeah. the world's on the Rams. I agree.
0: It's their upset pick. It's so it's that's just, so that's
2: what Vegas is going to do. Rams will cover the spread. But then but a lot of people I feel like are doing the line uh Rams money, line. money line. So yeah. that's how Vegas is
0: gonna make their yeah. money.
1: Fifty-eight percent of the money and sixty-three percent of the bets on Rams money line.
0: I can't wait for this game. I, I really could see it going either way. So yeah, um and I mean these all these games are fantastic. Uh
2: Ryan, how drunk will we be during this game?
0: Oh yeah, this this would be the nightcap. Let's <laughs> do some whiskey, some J Mark <laughs> yeah. whiskey. Let's uh. Well, if the Packers win, J. Mark might black out during this game. He won't even make it to work. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> they got it to holiday. Let's go into our lock dog and tease lock. All right, I guess we can't really tease. Oh, we are we'll we, go. We, are go. we 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 can tease everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Real quick, let's go rapid fire. Uh, Cleveland at Houston. Uh, Cleveland's laying two and a half. Give me the Texans. Give me the Texans. I, I think I think I think everybody's on the Browns, man. And I like the Browns. Shroud's back. I think he's got some magic. Give me uh, the Texans to spoil the Flacco return to a Baltimore
1: game. 79% of the money and 70% of the bets on the Browns to cover. I thought I'd be standing alone here. Give me the Texans.
2: I I'm I'm on the Texans too. I think they the NFL played. wants Cleveland.
0: Yeah. They just played too.
2: crowd wasn't in that
0: game. I know it was Case Keenum. And then, and was Flacco that the
2: one where the Browns kicker was hurt and they had to keep going for two?
0: I just I remember, remember Flacco threw like six touchdowns to Amari <laughs> Cooper. They remember they, I they think it was that game. Yeah, yeah, they annihilated yeah. them. So, uh, Saturday night, Kansas, Miami at Kansas City. You know, I'm the biggest Miami hater. I think Miami's actually going to cover this number. I think Kansas City's going to grind out some bullshit three point win where they're they go through the motions. It's gonna be so cold. Good luck in the game. Peacock, the servers, the, the, the stream's gonna go out. It's, it's gonna be frozen over there. Uh I'll take the Lions with the points. I uh but I think if you want the or sorry the Dolphins if you want the Dolphins wait because everybody's been in Kansas City. No everybody's fading to it here. But I like the running game of Miami here to keep it close. And Kansas City plays with their food once again. But they get they get they win and move on.
1: Ryan, it's been noted that you brought the Lions up again, um, even though you're talking about the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, I, I'm all over the Chiefs. For me, this is the easiest game. Um, the Dolphins have a negative 84-point differential against teams that are in the playoffs. They uh, struggle against teams with winning records, and it's going to be cold as shit. There's no way, I think, Tua has a successful game in this cold, cold weather. Um we're talking like one of the coldest playoff games in history, I believe, from what I was reading. So, yes. yeah, I'm all over the Chiefs. I, I don't think it's a high-scoring game by any means, but I think that Chiefs defense just controls the whole game and that the Chiefs don't have to do much, and they win by a touchdown.
2: Is it four or four and a half? Four and a half now. It opened it. It's three. up to four and a half. Oh, I'm, I'm actually with you. I think it's been over-talked about. I, I think Kansas City wins by exactly four. So
0: I'm going to go Miami with the points, too. Uh, final game, Monday Night Football, Philly, Tampa Bay. You know, everybody's out on Philly. I think Philly's going to get it done, unfortunately. I, I I think that Baker's really banged up. I also think people forgot how bad this Bucs team sucks. I mean, the Panthers had them beat if the fucking idiot does not fumble through the end zone and the kicker misses a field goal. If it, if it was New Orleans, I would have bet on New Orleans. But Tampa Bay's not good. Philly's already been there. Uh, Give me Philly to win on Monday night for the second time this year in Tampa. And they head to San Fran.
1: Betting splits are always interesting to me. Apparently, you're either on Philly to cover or you're on Tampa to win. 63% of the handle, 61% of the bets on Philly to cover. But 83% of the handle, 65% of the uh, bets on Tampa to win outright. Um, I'm all over the bucks here. Philly is broken, whether it's the coaching, the quarterback, the the loudmouth receiver that is causing the drama. I don't know what the cancer is, but there's something there that has broke them. Their defense can, has not been able to overcome these injuries. Baker and, and Evans and Godwin, I think Evans has a quieter game. I think it's Godwin that gets the yards, like I said, in our prize picks uh, read but uh I think the Bucks win this one. I think Baker wins a, a playoff game and advances. I don't think he gets any farther than that, but I think the Eagles are out this year.
0: I would love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Philly minus two and a half. I'm with you, Ryan. I think this is the I think everyone and their mother's on Tampa Bay. and I think this is I think Philly can win, at least win by a field goal. I think this is the kind of.
0: Boy, if they lose, if they, if they if they fucking lose this one, I mean, I think Sirianni might get canned. I really do. And if
2: that happens, I think the guy behind me might be their head, next head coach.
0: That would be interesting. Patricia stays put, defensive coordinator. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, uh, offensive coordinator. Where
2: have I seen this before?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's get into it. Lock dog tease. I'm gonna lock up Buffalo. Nobody circles a wagon. Buffalo by a million on Sunday. Let's go.
1: Are we including the other games in our lock and dog or just these three? What's your uh, call? I,
0: I think we should do our three for the lock and three? dog.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, I am going to lock up. I like yours, but I'm going to do it just because fuck the Packers. I'm going to lock the Cowboys up. Let's go.
2: <laughs> I'll walk Buffalo up with you, Ryan. I agree.
0: Yeah. Shit. I actually, we may need to go off the board for our dogs. Uh Texans, you're right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, I. I'm a big dog guy, but not in the postseason. Give me the. Give me the Texans as my dog. What is it? Plus one twenty on the money line or whatever. One twenty five.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm gonna go Rams though. I'll stay with these three. Um, I think Stafford gets it. Gets it done. I think. You know, there hasn't been a ton of talk about uh, from him, anyways, about what he's gonna do, but he's got to be nearing the end with yeah. dealing with some injuries again this year. He's got to, at some point soon here, say, my body's not going to do this anymore.
2: I know we do the Ryan and Rush show, and I really don't mean to do this, Ryan, but I completely agree with the Texans. I, yeah. li- I like that. Yeah.
0: All right. Rush and I got the same lock and dog. What could go wrong? Uh, tease. No. <laughs> Let's tease. I'll tease Miami up to 11 and a half. I don't think Kansas City's gonna blow them out. Uh, I'll tease
2: wouldn't it be ten and a half?
0: It's six, right? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm all over. No, ten good. and a half, you're right. Uh, I'll tease the Rams up to nine. And I will tease. I think they're gonna win. I mean, I I hate I hate I hate putting them all together. Uh, actually I'll tease Dallas down to uh one. What could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) shit. Cowgirls shit to bed. (laughs)
1: Um, I'm going to tease that dolphins game, but the other way, I'm going to tease Kansas city to plus two and a half. I know you're not supposed to cross zero, but as I've said on the show, I do it all the fucking time and it works out. Uh, I'm going to tease Buffalo down to four and then, Give me the bucks up to nine.
0: Boom.
2: I'm going to go Buffalo minus four Texans plus eight and a half Kansas city plus two and a half.
0: I like it. I like like it. it. Uh, If we were going to do a round Robin, what would we do?
1: Well, we agree on the Texans, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I throw I throw the Rams in there. I could see the Rams winning. I mean, I wasn't adamant that. So Rams Texans. We need a we need a um, Green Bay. J marks <laughs> I know, I know. know, I wanted. I was I- that was for a J Mark reaction.
1: <laughs> Where's the mute? Uh- I could throw I-
0: I-, I I could throw the Bucks in there. They're a home dog. If Philly, it really is broken. I mean, I know I picked sure. Philly. I'm but- fine with that. Yeah, so. Get over to DraftKings right now. Combination of our dog, Round Robin, Texans plus 115 over at DraftKings, LA Rams plus 140, and the Tampa Bay Bucks plus 130. That's almost 11 to one. Round Robin. I like it. All righty, guys. That does it for a- another edition on the NFL Gambling Podcast. J Mark, it's Thursday. We don't have old-fashioned what we got what's up next on the old-fashioned
1: we're mixing it up we do have old fashioned. Ah, Uh, i'm all over the
0: place (laughs) i know
1: we're we're a little all over the place with the off-season hitting um go check out last night's episode we did a crossover with the nascar gambling podcast guys that was a lot of fun tonight we're talking the ffpc fantasy football playoff challenge if you're not in it get in it it's a lot of fun we're going to kind of talk you through what it is how it works and then pick lineups. Um, and we got a lot of distillers. I think we got four distillers scheduled from now until February. So check back for that. It's always interesting to see where they come from, what they like about what they do, the whiskey they make, all that kind of stuff.
0: Rush. What you got going on, man?
2: Yeah, you can find me and Ryan, obviously, on the Ryan and Rush show, our, the, the West Virginia sports podcast, obviously Big 12 storylines as well. And you can also find us on the Big 12 gambling podcast. I'll be back tomorrow talking about the games on Saturday, the best basketball league in the world with our friend Choi Tuning, um, And, of course, you can find me at Rambling Rush on Twitter and Instagram. I do have a live podcast called the Rambling Rush Podcast that will be starting back up here in February, excited, uh, getting a couple guests lined up and Hey, as we like to say, sports are a metaphor for life, but sometimes it's just fun to talk about life and, and everything that goes into that as well. So guys, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Happy to join anytime you may need me, whether on this show or other shows or, uh, old fashioned football, love drinking whiskey, J Mark. So uh, again, thank you so much guys and appreciate all your support to, to the audience. Had a great time.
0: Yes, sir. He is Rambly Rush. He is J Mark football. I'm Moneyline Mac. You will find me on the college basketball experience later. Like I said, I'll be with Rush over at the Ryan and Rush show and the Big 12 experience. But that's it, man. Let's play some football, hit some bets, and we are out of here. Let it ride.